I'm Ash. And I'm Heather. Welcome, Welcome to Pisces, Pisces Rising. Go deep or go home. We're two astrologers who both have Pisces Rising in our charts, and we want to talk about astrology with you. All right. Welcome back to Pisces Rising, everyone. We are, again, recording from afar, so the sound quality might be a little less than it normally is, but thanks for bearing with us. We are happy to connect with you with our astrological forces and deliver information, feeling close to home and close to the stars. Today, we are going to be talking about Saturn and Chiron and how they interact together. And if you're looking for a little bit more of a deep dive into either of those planets, you can look at the last two episodes we did, which were about, one was about Chiron and one was about Saturn, just to get an idea of the energy of those planets. But we'll do a a little overview just in case you missed that. And then we're going to talk about how those energies combine. Two weeks ago, we talked about Chiron being the wounded healer and one of the fun things about doing a podcast and putting the information out there is the unfolding of the learning. So since we did Chiron, I've personally noticed and actually I think you have too because we talked about it, some things unfolding with how Chiron operates as the wounded healer, dealing with your pain, trying to understand your pain from an emotional perspective, but also seeing the way that that pain manifests in the physical body. And then in comparison to the energy of Saturn, which is also a responsible, diligent, masculine planet that wants to get things done and solve. So both of them have a little bit of a seeking energy in a pragmatic way. But Chiron has really unfolded for me the past couple weeks, and I've just noticed the energy of wanting to fight through something to make it better and not being afraid of that energy of fighting or conflict because there's a element of notwithstanding disrespect, disrespect to one's own being preventing you from disrespecting yourself by looking at Chiron and other people from disrespecting you, giving the energy of hard work to work through your emotions and your physical pain collectively. So, yes, Chiron representing the wounded healer, which we carry around in our psyche. Sometimes it can be childhood wounds. Other times it can be something that we perceive in ourselves that's flawed, defective, or different from others, and it's often a source of shame for us. And that energy of Chiron, when it's transcended or when it's lifted to a higher octave, I guess you could say, it will open up to include healing for others and working through our differences by healing us and helping other people with similar issues. And then Saturn is this sort of slow-moving, diligent, perfectionistic planet that brings about, it sort of makes us look at the structures of our lives to see if we're working toward our ultimate purpose, and it can sometimes bring about harsh lessons if we are falling off the path. And together, they just create 
create this energy of let's work through this. Let's work through who we are in a very physical manner and and a very emotional manner. So the combination is really about working through your emotional wounds and working through your physical wounds to create progress in your goals. So there's a element of finding the remedy of healing to be able to manifest and conquer your goals and achievements. Chiron is a teeny bit about understanding your desire, and Saturn is about delivering the desires. So they both work together in no matter what aspect they're in, there's going to be work, and the work is going to be about your emotions and the depths that you face and the energy that needs to be revealed to you to be able to even understand your desires to begin with. And then Saturn will focus those desires and bring them to fruition in a very tangible and physical way. Not everyone out there is going to have Saturn and Chiron in direct aspect in their natal chart, but it's very likely that at some point in your life you will have a Saturn and Chiron transit that either transiting Saturn will trigger your natal Chiron or vice versa. It's useful to consider this and to think about how these lessons might play out at certain points in your life. But for someone who has a Chiron Saturn aspect in their natal chart, this is going to be all the more powerful and potent. So rather than a certain phase in your life, it's going to be sort of the underlying energy that you're working with throughout the course of your life. Start with a trine? Yeah, that's that's a pleasant one to start with. So, yeah, I mean, trine aspects are very harmonious. They're the, probably the easiest aspect that you could have between even between two somewhat difficult planets. So this is going to probably be the most pleasant feeling way that these planets can manifest their energy. And with a trine, they're in the same elements. Trines themselves are ruled by Jupiter. It's that Jupiter expansion energy. So trines tend to create more opportunities. They create sort of a natural ease, a natural flow. And with Saturn and Chiron in the mix, that is going to create situations where healing can occur and where you might find that this part of Saturn's lesson is through hard work you can achieve and you can realize your ambitions and your dreams. And so you may have opportunities to work toward healing others, to work toward healing yourself. You may find that the process is a little more enjoyable than for someone who has a square between Saturn and Chiron or an opposition. Yeah, it's going to be more embraced. This is what I need to do. And instead of being resistant to the healing that may take place and the work that needs to take place, let's just say instead of being resistant to going into the shadow, it's going to be embraced. So the aspect of going into the shadow is still there as the planet and asteroid we are dealing with, but it is going through it in a way of, and I don't want to say grace, but I think ease is a really good word for that, like the the trines itself being 
easeful and then just the wanting to do the work, both Saturn and Chiron, they want to work. And with that harmonious angle, it's just going to allow the person that has that trine to just be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I care about myself. I want this to happen for me. I know it's going to be hard work. I know there's going to be blood, sweat, and tears, but I'm so important that I'm going to I'm going to handle it with less resistance. So the the awareness to the healing is going to be there. Sometimes, this is just a side note of my opinion, sometimes I feel like trines could make you a little lazy because of the ease and the grace that it brings. But with these two planets that are both so diligent, it's, it's going to have the ease but not necessarily the laziness because these are working working planets. They want to see results. They want an outcome. They want to keep moving and also they want to end up in a result of tangibility and a change that you can see and feel and that radiates from within. So the trine is just going to make all that radiation radiate out and be obvious once the path of healing comes to a close or fades away and moves more to the manifesting. I like that a lot. That feels very true to me. I wonder if people with this aspect, I could see somebody wanting to be a doctor or something like that if they have this aspect. Not everyone that has this aspect would do that, obviously, but I could see some doctors having this. That's a really good point. Yeah, especially like the Doctors Without Borders or people who really put themselves out there. Exactly, yeah, because Saturn brings in hard work and discipline, which, you know, doctors have to go to school for so long, they have to really apply themselves and study but they have this natural gift for healing and especially, yeah, those those who travel sort of selflessly to other places to help and to put themselves in potentially dangerous situations to assist. I could see that being one way that this aspect could manifest and probably in more subtle ways for most people, maybe they're really drawn to helping people in their family or helping everyone they encounter, you know, on a daily basis, and they're dedicated to improving the life situation of others. There's a a number of ways it could manifest. Yeah, also maybe being more health-focused, too, with these two aspects. I mean, Saturn does have that discipline. It's it's like, I don't know, I don't know if you know any Capricorns that kind of eat the same thing every day, but I have (laughs) seen that in Capricorn energy, like, Let's just keep food simple, healthy, clean as a way of nourishing and maybe not as much about pleasure, but a way of necessity. Yeah, because the trine indicates it would be easy for them to adhere to a certain diet or health regimen or exercise, something like that. So I want to go to the square. I think yeah. I like positive, intense, positive, intense. Yeah, that feels right. So the square aspect between Saturn and Chiron, it has a lot of the same qualities that we were just talking about, but the square is going to completely change the flavor of how that manifests. 
So whereas the trine is easy, it's really just sort of a natural ability or grace for them, this is going to feel a bit more difficult. Maybe not quite as difficult as the opposition will feel, but the square is going to make it so that there's frustrations involved between hard work and healing. Yeah, there will be a little bit of resistance in that. It might manifest in more physical things in the body. I don't really want to give examples of illnesses that it could manifest in, but what I will more say is it would be something that may want to keep you from, like, going outside or, like, okay, I have to stay stay home because I don't want to have this flare-up or this energy come out. So that energy that we were talking about with the trine, it kind of being a little bit more about self-worth, the energy of the square could potentially make you a little more self-conscious. And both of these planets are self-conscious in their own right because Saturn has this ability to, like, want to be perfect and would like to have things a certain way. And Chiron just wants to be able to express its emotions without judgment. So to have these angles combining and creating the square, what I notice with squares is at some point the one part of the aspect will get denied and one part will get a little overcompensated. So somebody with a Saturn square Chiron might just be like, okay, I'm not going to focus on my emotions at all. I'm just going to focus on work. I'm just going to try to get these tasks done and hope it all goes away. And then this aspect will get triggered by a transit. And then Chiron comes out and is like, no, see me, hear me, feel me, all these ailments and all these emotional energies that have been suppressed are now on the surface and there is less of a control. So if you find you have a Saturn square Chiron in your natal chart, it's really important to look at both as equals. And even though Chiron is no longer considered a planet, it's still so important and so valid and acts just as powerfully as any planet and needs that attention. So it's really important to be able to focus on both of these planets if they're in contradiction to each other because that is what's going to allow the healing. Denial with any planet does not work, but that square energy could bring a denial to an important part of yourself and an overcompensation to another important part of yourself, meaning one part is working way more than it has to, and it's actually acting as a clutch to ignore the other part. So in aspects, especially with these working planets, it's important to look deeply into both. Yes, 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 yes. That's great. That's great. I completely agree. I think that Saturn square Chiron, there's going to be a real fear of being vulnerable. You're going to want to be seen as strong and capable and proficient. And if you feel those emotions slipping in, you're going to see that as weakness in yourself. 
even though that's completely normal and healthy to have emotions, it's going to feel like weakness, maybe because of something that happened in childhood or just that natal pattern. But as Heather said, the more that you push that away, the more it's going to come back when there is a transit to one of those planets in your chart. And it's important to sort of balance out the emotions with the work and understanding that sometimes indulging in your emotions and allowing yourself to feel them can be strength in and of itself. That was really, really good. (laughs) Especially, like, I I totally didn't even think of that in the beginning of what you said. That is so true. You're going to be want to seen as so strong, and the energy of perfection that Saturn can bring could drown out the energy of weakness, but also it's just an understanding that that it's actually not weakness, it's just the softness, and there could be strength in that. So, yeah, that energy of appearance is probably going to be very dominant within Saturn. Yeah, absolutely. With the Saturn and Chiron energy, Saturn wants to be in control, it wants to have some authority, it wants to be on task, whereas Chiron is going to feel very vulnerable being in a position of authority. So when you put that square together, there's going to be this feeling of like, I need to take care of this, but I actually don't look at me too much. It's a weird energy. So I can feel that. I can almost feel that tension just by tapping into this right now. Do you think that Chiron wants to be seen too? Like it wants the attention, but is also afraid to ask for it because of the story of how Chiron came to be? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Chiron, it's funny because the story of Chiron kind of reminds me of the story of like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is silly, but Rudolph had this special weird thing that made him unique, but then he got made fun of by his peers for it and then tried to cover it up and tried to pretend he was something else. And then by letting that gift out, he was able to help. I mean, that's kind of a silly example, but to me, that's sort of a good yeah, that's one. That's a brilliant example, especially because it is a wound that you can't get away from and the red nose is right on his face like a clown. It's like you either have to embrace it. No, that's a perfect example. Okay. It's like you you have to you have to embrace it. There's no other choice but to embrace Chiron because it's there. It's there for all of us. And that red nose was a light that was able to guide them through the storm and you know, that it's it is kind of a Rudolph's a very Chiron archetype or character and yeah so I I think that Chiron does ultimately want to be seen it just wants to be accepted that's the main thing Uh, you know Rudolph was fine with his nose until he was told that it was strange until he was told that it made him different okay so the sextile yeah you start with the sextile they're not my favorites okay so sextiles are considered a a Venusian aspect. So they're pleasant, much like the trine, but they're a little more subtle than the trine, whereas the trine creates situations with ease and brings in just a a general feeling of luck and proficiency. The sextile is going to be a little more under the surface. It's a little more subtle, but it's definitely still pleasant. There's more of a balance here. Um, Softness? I think it's soft. It, it's where the, the trine has that, like, ease. The sextile of Chiron and Saturn is just going to be soft. It's going to be like, oh, it's a thing, but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try it anyway. It's not as willing. I would say it's not as willing to do the work and to dive in or even to be really aware of the work that needs to be done. But it's also not going to be denied. It's going to be acknowledged. I, I think that it would take a little bit more effort to do the work, even though there is not necessarily resistance there. The effort is going to be having to dig a little deeper. Somebody with a sextile Chiron and Saturn, you know, might benefit a lot from therapy with somebody with a trine might just be like, okay, I'm going to read a bunch of shaman books and, and you know, figure it out and go experience it and explore it myself. The yeah. sextile, I think, especially at these two planets, might need a little aid. And there's something about the sextiles that I feel like there's an appreciation of friendship there or they're just a little bit more social. If you notice the symbol of a sextile, it's like a little star where all the little pointy things go in all these different directions where the symbol of a trine is super independent, standing on its own like a pyramid. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think sextiles are a little more social. If you think of, so a sextile is like the Venusian aspect. And so Venus is all about partnership. It's all about working with other people, and it is more social. So I do think that Saturn sextile Chiron would, maybe you'd want to talk out your feelings with others, and you would enjoy sort of responsibly handling them and yeah like it might not be so painful to dive into these wounds like it actually you might enjoy learning about yourself on a deeper level like I want to be responsible for my health and my healing because Saturn makes you want to be responsible and since it's a pleasant aspect you're not running from that part of it and yeah so you're you're trying to work toward evolution in some way. And it might a little bit be more about a necessity and a knowledge than a motivation as well in the sense of, I I would actually say that with this particular aspect of these two planets, instead of the trine bringing the laziness, it might be a little bit of the sextile. I want a better life. I know I need to do this. I'll look within, but I'm not going to be really passionate about it. But then once started and once things uncovering, what you're going to find if you're in sextiles is it's going to be easier than you think and easier yes. than anticipated. The subtleness of it, I think, just takes it takes a little longer to look deeper. You're definitely interested in looking below the surface, but you're not going to be as obsessed with it as the, the square makes it so you're working really hard and you're really focused on it, whereas the sextile is a little softer. It's like, oh, I'll get to it, you know, I'll get around to it. Yeah, that's, that's, there's not going to be a hurry. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then we're going to talk about the conjunction. So that's potent. Any a conjunction is maybe one of the most potent aspects that you can have, and with these two planets, it's going to feel extremely... Potent is a good word. That's a good word because these two planets already have a bunch in common. So it's it's going to be, like, extra potent. Yeah. It's going to – I could see somebody with this aspect dealing with, like, a chronic issue in their life, be it, like, chronic health problems or just chronic mental issues because Saturn is sort of that slow restriction and Chiron is this, need for healing. And so in conjunction, those two are going to just 
joint forces. And it's going to be like a lifelong process of working with that energy. And I could see that there may be learning through pain or learning how to transcend pain in some ways. Yeah, actually, right there, right what you just said, that would create a deep spirituality, learning how to tr- transcend the pain, and it would create, I don't know, a monk. <laughs> like, I wonder how many monks have that or somebody who just spends their time meditating and breathing and being as diligent as they can about a practice to transcend a lifetime of challenge and transform it into an energy that is going to work for them because when you have a conjunction, especially with these two planets, I mean, it's really going to also depend on what it's in, but say you have this, you know, conjunction in Taurus or something really, really earthy, it's it's going to be heavy. It's going to feel like being overweight. It's going to be not always a burden. A conjunction is not always a burden. It could go really well, but remember, we are just adding on to energy that are already there. And these are two very serious planets that are on the more realistic side and a little bit about independence. They're not about relationships and art and creativity and communication. They're about working and understanding who you are and connecting to the Earth, even though it's Saturn and Chiron. These are planets that are, I don't want to say similar to the Earth, but they're planets that are like reality planets, and Hmm. they are, in my opinion, when studying astrology, they're on the more easier side to understand in the sense of easier to, one, explain, where you go try to explain Neptune and there's just maybe some metaphoric words. There's there's also a linearness to both of these planets, a little bit less with Chiron. So when you have a conjunction, it's going to be obvious and it's going to manifest obviously in your physical body, your emotional body, and your mental health. So you're Mm going to have no choice but to do something with it because it's going to make itself so clear where even if you want to deny, you're not going to be able to because it's going to be so obvious in a physical way, probably something you can see or are constantly reacting to. So the transmutation of it would be necessary with a conjunction. Saturn often in the natal chart represents the father, paternal figures in your life, and Chiron representing like wounds. I wonder if a Saturn, Chiron, especially the conjunction but the other aspects too, could indicate childhood wounds due to the father or, you know, possible abuse. I'm, I'm wondering if that could be a way that that would show up. Yeah, we should research that. I bet you're 100% right. That's that's the way it would show up for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, not to say that everyone who has that aspect dealt with that, but and there could be a number of ways that could show up. Saturn could also just have to do with authority figures in your life, not just necessarily the father. But interesting to note. Whereas the Saturn sextile Chiron felt a little more social, Saturn conjunct Chiron feels very shy to me. It feels very removed and very closed inward. And it might be difficult for them to feel like they'd be accepted if they pull themselves out into the world. I feel like that would be some, a lesson that they're trying to overcome or they could just lead with their wounds. That's another way that it could work. The people that you meet that 
seem to only talk about their illness or their health or whatever. It could be like manifest as that as well. Oh my God. Yeah, you're so right. And in general, that is exactly how conjunctions are going to manifest because they're going to add on to what's already there. So if you are shy or self-conscious, and both of those planets are a little bit Mm self-conscious, it could lead to that shyness. And then you could work through it and then add on to the glory it brings. But even with conjunctions in general, when I'm reading charts professionally, I will tell people, all right, this is going to be in your return. You're going to be experiencing this conjunction, this Saturn conjunction for like on and off for the next two years. Use it, like make it good. So decide how you want to feel and decide that the energy is amplified because it can really feel like PMS or just an extra rage, like how you start the conjunction is everything because it's marking a stamp that can continue for a really long time. And because it's like extra weight and it's added on, it just is building off the energy you're emitting. Mm. The other thing, too, with the conjunction is it's the easiest to see within yourself and it's really if you're going to learn aspects that is the one to start with because that is the one that's going to give you the results the quickest because if you just know a little bit about your sign and what it's conjunction you're just going to see it so much more clearly within yourself and then even studying others that you know really well studying their charts you want to start with the conjunction because it is amplified or de-amplified depending on your how your self-worth is looking at that piece. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. So I think we're going to move to the opposition, and this is where we're going to include a listener's chart, someone who has a loose Chiron-Saturn opposition. Pull up her chart. She is a Leo. This one's good. It is a loose opposition, meaning the degrees aren't tight, which is like a whole other episode to explain the degree thing with the aspects. But what I will say is it's because Chiron is right under the ascending um, and Saturn is right under the descending. Those are also obvious placements. Yes. And the opposition tends to be obvious, too. I feel like the opposition aspect in general just tends to create a lot of blocks, tangible blocks, things you can kind of see in your life, like seemingly external circumstances that are acting as mirrors for what's going on inside of you. And with that opposition between Saturn and Chiron, that is going to be bringing up probably issues with authority and feeling like restrictions from other people that are triggering certain childhood fears maybe yeah and it's it's gonna also too be a little bit woe is me and focusing on the past like this is oh this i hurt and it's getting in my way so i'm gonna have a challenging time doing this so why bother do you have to be careful to because it could manifest like that but the other end of an opposition is the that energy of, like, wanting to fight again and wanting to fight for yourself and just being like, I deserve this, and if I have to work extra hard, I'm going to. So 
it could also make you really resilient. And I really think that that aspect of resiliency mm-hmm. and strength does depend a little bit more on the signs that that are opposing. If you have Scorpio opposed Taurus, you just might be like stuck in it. And then when you decide to do something, it's epic and cathartic changes. If you have, as this person does, which eventually will come up with an alias for them, it is Chiron in Cancer opposing a Saturn in Capricorn. That is going to be a little bit conflictual in the emotional energy versus the work that needs to be done. This person, I, I think I have an alias already to like yeah, rationalize your emotions, like the emotional rationalizer, mm-hmm. which you might have to be a little bit careful of because you might actually feel something so strongly and then just feel the energy of needing to be diligent with the, oh, my God, Saturn's in Sagittarius. This is another weird opposition, actually, of it being in different signs. Oh, yeah, 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 because it's a loose opposition, yeah. Okay, Saturn's in Sagittarius. Interesting. We should explain the degree thing then in this. Of yeah, two planets are considered an aspect technically if they're within seven or eight degrees of each other, but that's considered a very weak aspect. So an exact aspect would be if they're at the same degree. And for instance, her Chiron is at three degrees Cancer and her Saturn is at 26 degrees Sagittarius. So if Saturn were to move forward seven degrees, it would be an exact opposition with the Chiron, but it's a little bit behind, it's still considered in a loose opposition. I hope that makes sense. So, yeah, I could see, to me, the feeling this is giving with Chiron on the Ascendant, I feel like I might be totally wrong, so I'm sorry to you (laughs) if I'm wrong, but I'm going to just tell a story. I, I could see with this chart, I could see this person maybe had to deal with an authority figure when they were younger that felt unfair, that didn't seem to listen to them, that didn't take into account their particular skills or abilities. Maybe they were too strict or maybe they weren't present at all, whether that is a parent or like a teacher, somebody that had a relevant energy in their life. And now as they've gotten older, anytime that they they really have this desire to have authority or a voice because they want to lead in a, in a fairer way than the person did when they were a child. But there's also a lot of fear around that. So anytime they get any semblance of power or authority, they might tend to back away from that because they haven't had that sort of healthy guidance. But actually, this is a really powerful chart because this person could very well be an extremely potent teacher, guide, healer type person, as long as they're able to step into that position and trust that they can handle that energy and that they're not going to turn out the way that that other authority figure did. I think you're you're right on. I could, I could very much see that in the chart, especially with Chiron in the first house just making it obligatory to, like, actually help others heal and maybe even share your own story with that Chiron and Cancer, this person sharing their own story or sharing their own story of pain. I do believe it probably is going to take them a long time to find the courage, but the Saturn in Sagittarius 
and with the opposition, it's actually going to lighten up the opposition a lot and being in Sagittarius alone because Sagittarius is going to make Saturn more fun to be in. So I take back the alias of rationalizing the emotion and more of of being actually expressively emotional. Anything in the first house is going to express itself. You know, whether you want it to or not, your face is expressing it. So there's not really a hiding when you have, especially with Chiron in the first house. You can't, that's impossible to hide. It's like Chiron in the first house. It's actually, I find a little bit of a tough placement because it makes you a little bit more vulnerable than you want to be. And then that first house also carries that leadership energy. So that's going to mean people are seeing your vulnerability whether you kind of want them to or not, but also it being in cancer, that vulnerability is what's helping other people heal because cancer just so understands the emotional patterns and they're so tender and they they just want to feel good and part of their feeling good is making other people feel good. Yes, yes, yes. And Saturn and Sagittarius, they don't like rules or like limitations as much as some other Saturn signs. So I feel like there is a real desire for freedom here. There's a desire to teach, but not to have other people be dependent on the teaching. Like this person will probably want to teach other people how to do it themselves. It's like that feeling. But I could see this person being a very powerful healer and even maybe teacher of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Or a a nurturing person, a very nurturing person that provides for not just the people close to you or the people that you care about, but provides as as a job, as a career, especially with that. The, the Saturn and Sag, would you consider that like a, a good work ethic that's like a little more like hearted, like you're still going to put the work in, but you're going to make it fun and you're not going to be as conventional? Yes, yes, yes. It might come in bursts too. Like you might have a burst of wanting to do a bunch of work and then being like, all right, I got to take a couple of days off. I'm just going to have fun. And it's, you're not going to feel the guilt about that. All right. So we are going to wrap this up. You guys could keep submitting your charts and we will eventually get to you for five minutes at the end of our podcast with a blast of importance. And if you want to hear about anything specific, let us know. This is infinite we're open. Even if we don't know, we like learning and observing. So we'll pretty much go anywhere with astrology. Yes. Feel free to submit questions to us, whether they're specific about your chart. We can definitely make it general for our listeners. Or if you are an astrologer or astrology student, you just want to learn more. We appreciate all of you listening and join us next time. Thanks for listening to Pisces Rising. If you have an astrology question you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, you can email us at PiscesRisingPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at at PiscesRisingPodcast or like us on Facebook. You can visit StonesAndStuff.com, that's S-T-O-N-E-S-A-N-D-S-T-U-F-F.com for info on booking an astrology reading. Have a magical day.